Building Years Podcast with Justin Alexio and Jeremiah Watkins. New episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. What's up, guys? This is the Building Years. This is Jeremiah Watkins. That's Jeremiah Watkins. I'm Justin Alexio. And guess who we have in studio slash apartment bedroom here today? Way to downgrade our podcast. No, you do it all the time. I know. <laughs> no, uh, I'm excited to have uh, a friend, stand-up comedian, writer, and also got some uh, some viral uh, web content. Uh, uh, Jack uploader. of all trades. Jack of all trades. Please welcome Matt Ingebretson to the show, everybody. Hey, guys. It's me, Matt Ingebretson. <laughs> Jack of all trades. <laughs> Jack of all you trades. You might know, recognize me from being the Jack of all trades. <laughs> Coming to TNT this fall, <laughs> Jack of all trades. <laughs> the Michael Jordan of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, how many people uh, mess up your name? Most people. Most people. More and more people are like being diligent about like asking me how to pronounce it beforehand and like sticking to it. But I just don't. I just kind of like stop caring. But yeah, most people mess it up. <laughs> right. Uh, I always remember on uh, a couple the first stand-up shows you do, you're so excited to be called to the stage, yep. and then they just butcher your name, yep. and then you have people there to see you, and then it just yeah. instantly... And they don't give a shit that they butchered your name. Not They're just all. like, man, Matt, Inga, something. Anyway, just here he is. <laughs> you can sit through five minutes if you want, or go to the bathroom. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> I, I just had... I usually don't get mad uh, about intros if people mess them up. People mess up your name? It's so easy. No, no, no. They mess up they messed up this. I asked for one. They said, what do you want your credit? I said, yeah. uh, just say that um, you can hear me on the Death Squad podcast, Comedy Network. Uh-huh. Pretty, pretty, you can say Death Squad podcast. That's pretty easy to memorize. Right. He goes, um, this next guy comes to stage. Uh, just already a bad intro. He's yeah. like, already like, <laughs> step. next guy comes to stage. Uh, uh, he's on the Death what was it? Death. <laughs> <laughs> Something about death. It's like death Loco podcast. And uh, he goes, what is it? He yells off stage, what is it? This is for a live taping. Oh, I just did on Thursday. And, he, and I go, it doesn't matter. And, he, and then he, instead of just bringing me up, he goes, no, come on, guys. Then he made me look oh, like the dick because yeah, I said, and he goes, well, no, what is it? I go, yeah. death squad. Like He's like, all right, keep me going for Jeremiah Watkins. <laughs> and I go up there and he whispers, he's like, I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> he's like, things are not going well at home for me. <laughs> I cannot be expected to memorize podcast names. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, uh, and then the set luckily went well, but I was just so, I was just so, you know when you're in the zone and you're yep. just about ready, you're like, I want to kill this so hard. And then as soon as I heard that, I was like, this set could go bad. Yeah. <laughs> just, just based on that i uh i also get like people just lie about my credits all the time where they'll uh-huh. they'll be like because they think that's what you want yeah yeah they'll be like he performs in colleges and comedy clubs all over the country and <laughs> that's it's like, the most standard one uh, i like <laughs> i performed maybe all over the country but like i'm i, I can't be they're like pinning me as a headliner and i'm right. not, you know <laughs> Well, but people I accept it. I never correct them. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I've I've seen some. I think this is the wrong thing to do when comics are, are like, 
that's not my credit. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the very hey. first thing that they say, they like, yeah. get mad, and then the crowd's looking at them like, oh, then yeah. who are you? <laughs> and also, we don't care. Right. <laughs> they don't care. They're like, just make us laugh, and we don't care what your credits yeah, are. Yeah, totally. You start. <laughs> but the only the time that people really care about credits are whenever certain celebrities. Yes. And that, the credits only work for 45 seconds of their set. Oh, And totally. then they're like... Oh, yeah. where's the funny? We we want to, <laughs> the jokes now. I heard about this thing, and I can't remember if it was... Did Meta World Peace headline the improv? Yeah, he did. Okay. Because there was a competition to open for him, and oh. I competed in that, did not get the chance to open really? for him. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was... The, the, the three people... The, the people that they ended up choosing, I had a good set, but you could only do one... It was one of those one-minute auditions that are oh, just so God, dumb. Jesus. And uh, so I do one minute, and uh, I, I probably... The booker didn't like what I, I did. I did. So <laughs> uh-huh. I, so after I do... This is a one-minute set. I go, uh, I did an impression, I did an act-out, and I did a one-liner. And then I dropped the mic, and I got a huge response. Because it, cause it, was, cause it was all comics in the audience, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they just thought it was so ridiculous that I would drop the mic at this one-minute audition. Right. Yeah. And I just walked off, and I'm like, glad that went well. It's <laughs> the worst it. when you drop the mic, and then it's just like, silence. <laughs> I heard yeah. some story. I don't know if it was him or somebody else was headlining the improv for like the whole weekend. Okay. And the first night, it was just him and I think an opener. And like a minute into him performing, it was like very clear that it, 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 it was a huge mistake. It was like, <laughs> like, he clearly was like, I'm just going to get up there and ride my fucking high celebrity status for yeah. an hour. And then one minute in, nobody gives a shit oh, of course. who you are and that you want, they need entertainment. They're already in their seats. They have their, their, they can, they care more about the money that they spend on the drinks. Yeah. Than they, oh, this better be worth the drinks and yeah. the date that I brought for this show. Yeah. And apparently they then, the next after that night, they then put a bunch more comics on the show and just had him do a Q and A at the end of the set. <laughs> at, the, at the end of the show, he yeah. just does a TED talk. It's <laughs> <Yes. laughs> like, well, okay, uh-huh. it's a little bit different than stand up, but okay, that's fine. Uh-huh. Uh, so you've written for a lot of, uh, I, uh, I feel like a lot of different uh, internet sites and uh-huh. uh, and shows and stuff. What what yeah. like what are some of the different projects that you've worked on uh, over the years? Because uh, yeah. I have. I've been on some shows with you, and I have heard like a lot of different uh, right. writing credits that people use for when they bring you up. Yeah, so. all lies. All no. lies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, so let's see. I've written for the first thing I was writing for out here, or the first like comedy thing was just writing "Suffer Funny or Die," and it was just a lot mm-hmm. of like blog posts for them. Um, and then I briefly wrote for the Onion, mm-hmm. um, or contributed to the Onion rather, because like the way that system works is they have like a staff of writers. Now in Chicago, it used to be New York. Okay. And they just have like a couple dozen people send in a shitload of headlines every week. And then they just buy those off of you, basically. Okay. So they so buy le- individual jokes. The kind least of- lucrative comedy writing job <laughs> I've ever had. <laughs> so it's literally you you only get paid for the jokes they pick up, right? That's right. Okay. Yeah. And you put in a lot of work because you like want to send well, yeah. good Churning out all these jokes. Yeah. Um. And so I did that for a while. They bought a handful, of, like a handful of headlines from me, and then, but they never ran because that's another thing they do is like they just pick and choose. So, and I was only there for a couple months because then I got a job at the Soup where I write like mostly web content for them, and yeah. because they're both pop culture based, the Soup was like, stop writing for the Onion. 
which was a little bit of a bummer, but I was also kind of glad to not spend eight hours on a Saturday for potentially $25. Right. <laughs> yeah. I had, yeah. A, I had a buddy who was, uh, he had this similar deal with uh, Howard Stern. Yeah. He would write jokes for Howard Stern, uh-huh. but yeah, they would only pay him for the ones that he ended up using. Yeah. And it was maybe a couple, you know what I mean? So, it, it's cool to be able to, to, you know, say that you have worked at, you know, places right, like that, yeah. but you're like, man, this is so time consuming. Yeah. So were you getting those jobs just kind of from word of mouth or did you have like an agent brokering deals? Um, the funnier die one came about. I knew um, Chase Bernstein used to. Do you know Chase? Mm-hmm. She used to write stuff for Funnier Die, and I just asked her one day like how she did that, and she said, "Well, you can submit stuff through this guy." And so I just I just like sent him a handful of ideas and like gave him some like told him who I was, and then he liked one of them, and I wrote one, and then from then on, he just let me submit stuff whenever I wanted, basically. Um, it was just like a freelance writing job for Funnier Die. Mm-hmm. Um. The Onion came about when I was in college. I wrote and then ran UT Austin's humor magazine called the Texas Travesty, which kind of did some like fake news and then and then it was just like a comedy zine basically. Okay. Um, and through that, I kind of got some connections with the Onion, and then a cup a couple friends of mine write for them in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And so I just asked them, and they, and then you, I did have, you have to go through a submission process still, but then I got through that. And so that's how I got that job. Cool. And then the soup, I was right, I got a job randomly writing recaps for E Online, which I used a pseudonym for because I never wanted to <laughs> have my name attached to random recaps that I didn't like. Um, and I was doing that, and then. Um, a job opened up. That job ended. A job opened up at the Soup, and Lizzie Cooperman writes also has a similar job to me there. Yeah, and I know knew her and just reached out to her and then applied to that and then got that connections at its finest. <laughs> uh, that that's cool because I feel like um uh stuff like that like indirectly uh, uh you make uh some some uh, really funny online content. I feel like uh, mm-hmm. uh whenever you are learning kind of what the web likes whenever you're writing these jokes do you think that that kind of helps whenever you are creating your own content and you're like oh i have a gauge of like what maybe the soup likes maybe i should try to sure. make something that i think will be successful like the, the yeah. idiot fencing really took off right yeah and uh even uh, uh you just uh, posted a sketch called uh, the, the record, record collector, collector. yeah and, yeah yeah i think so i think that like mm, probably what that has done is help me like or like force me to think of stuff in like Think of like how to package something online, or how to be like, how how to have an idea that I know I can like email, either like um, either put it on you know, like email Huffington Post and be like, here is why the like let's see, I'm trying to remember what I emailed them. Sorry, I guess just got distracted by your fucking roommate. <laughs> I know <laughs> he's like never here, and then he's just like, yeah, four hundred dollars. I don't know what he's talking about. Um, I basically basically though I try to think of something that like. Mostly just what I want to do. Like, I never want to be like, oh, I think the internet will like it if I do this. It's mostly like, I try to think of ideas that I would want to do and actually would like to do. And then I either tweak those slightly or just do the ones that I think potentially I can, like, market online. Yeah. Not necessarily that I'm, like, marketing, but that I feel like has a a mass appeal. Where it's like the record collector was basically here is what all record collectors sound like. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, here's a parody of what these like audiophile freaks sound like. <laughs> Idiot fencing was, on when I posted on Reddit, I just put, which is true, 
I got drunk the other night and spent two hundred fifty dollars on fencing equipment online, <laughs> and then and then fought my friend. And so that was like the hook of like, here's this idiot who did something stupid right. and then made something funny as a result of it. I have done other things that have not been. I mean, I've did like Jake and I did, or Jake Wiseman and I did a short called or, uh, Director's Commentary, which kind which just didn't have a hook, but it was something. That I like, but I don't. It's like funny it. though. It's yeah. with Jake and the like the the mirror and the the cat. Yes, right. And he's right. just kind of like that internal monologue and stuff like that. It was like the idea was that I wanted to do make a fake short film, like a super pretentious short short film. Yeah, and then do start the video with director's commentary on that, and then film us doing director's commentary on that, and then do director's commentary on the director's commentary. It's <laughs> so like way overly complicated. Right. It took so long to make. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun to do and like I don't know that's gotten we I mean that has gotten good responses even though it only has like 5,000 hits which isn't bad but it's not like it didn't you know go, go massively viral or anything right 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 what was the original question oh packaging yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know uh, no I think that answered it pretty well yeah um, wh- now how long have you been in Los Angeles um four years this summer Cool and where? Uh, where uh, What's did, your hometown? You, yeah, did you start comedy outside of LA? And I started. You... So I I started. I did stand up for a year in Austin. I actually the okay. first open mics I ever did though were in LA because I was out here for a semester in college, mm-hmm. and I was reading. Where'd a you book, go to college? UT Austin. Oh, UT. And I was reading a book called Comedy Writing Secrets because I was like, <laughs> I I was like had decided at that point I, I was going to pursue comedy writing at least is what i thought yeah and i read this book comedy writing secrets because i was like well i need to learn how to do comedy like <laughs> officially did you learn any secrets no, it was, it was a, <laughs> the only i'm trying to think of the only there was one well the one thing it did do is be it's, funny yeah <laughs> what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it said it suggested to go try doing stand-up comedy to like get a sense of like what that feels like because this is it was a type of book that was like you'll end up writing for a stand-up comedian at some point in your career like it was like clearly geared towards comedians in the 80s oh but, of course yeah um <laughs> latch on to right. a rising star right yes. on his sitcom yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so it was basically like go do stand-up comedy so you have a gauge of like what that feels like and like be, to be able to write for it better yeah so i did it my first open mic at rainbow room Wait no, Rainbow Bar, Bar and Grill. Grill? Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, where it's like at the top of a staircase, or at, yeah, at the top of a staircase or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I went up like last. It was like the most stereotypically bad Headline, open mic experience. <laughs> <your> yeah, <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> um, and now for your headliner, Matt Schlinger, this idiot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I did a few open mics at Haha ha Cafe, the infamous Haha ha Cafe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and then I went back to Austin did. Like ran the ran UT's Austin's Humor Magazine, which was like a lot of comedy went into that, and then did yes stand up in Austin for a year. Cool. Yeah. Now, do you think uh, since you do so much stand up, whenever you are given like a writing assignment or you're in a writer's room, yeah. do you feel like you kind of have uh, the advantage over other people because you're kind of working out all the time? Sure. And you kind of I, I don't know. I feel like um, that muscle is constantly being used, whereas uh, whenever you're just a comedy writer and you're not getting up around town right. and getting instant feedback, yeah. you're not as sharp. Do you, would you agree with that? I think that that's that. There's def there's some truth to that, or at least like stand up makes you kind of like constantly confident in yourself, or at least like in in a situation like not afraid to fail. Really, yeah. when you're pitching jokes or whatever. Yeah. So like when yeah. we go when we pitch in the morning for like what we're gonna write that day or like for mm-hmm. that week, I uh, 
I have no, I just kind of like spit fire out ideas because I have no, I don't care if they fail. I, I'm just like, I try to, I'm usually the guy who's just like throwing, I just try to throw out as many ideas as yeah, possible. Yeah, see what sticks and then they're like, yeah, more of that. And you're like, oh, that? Yeah. <laughs> I got tons of that. Yeah. <laughs> I got more where that came from. Yeah. But I think that, I think stand up is invaluable in that sense. It like, yeah. it like, it's super fucking difficult and it like yeah. forces you to like fail constantly. It like, and I think do if you work hard at stand up, it makes you a funnier person. And yeah, in a writing room, I think it makes you more confident. However, though, I think there are probably a lot of writers who are just as good in a room as any stand up are. Right. But I, but yeah, I think it's an, I think it's an advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you've been uh, touring a little bit more lately, right? Yeah. You just uh, got uh, back from Colorado. How's that? That was great. I did, uh, Denver has this like great comedy scene going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like if you, like the last they basically have like a thriving alt comedy scene where you can go do like some small theater shows there and some oh, wow. other and like make a, you know make a little bit of money and it sh- it was like it was basically and Denver have you ever been to Denver? Uh yeah, uh, skiing, <laughs> but, not, but not but not for yeah. comedy. It's uh it's a cool town. It, fe- it feels kind of like Austin. It's just kind of like smaller city but like very community like the community is clearly behind everything that's going on isn't it on hard there. to breathe there too because it's so high yes i got altitude sickness there once really yeah we w- i went hiking the last day i was there i did nothing denver the I-, I was like just sat inside coffee shops at a computer all day <laughs> and the last day i was like all right i need to do something so yeah i went hiking and i went with uh, uh my friend amber tozer who's like a, co- a writer and comedian mm-hmm. and she um like we were t- talking to each other, and after every bre- after every sentence, we were like, "So anyway, I'm dating this girl," <gasps> and she's like, "It's not going well," <gasps> and we were not even we were like barely up the hill. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it's pretty embarrassing. Yeah, I ended up like throwing up and everything from altitude sickness. It Jesus, was, that was bad. Yeah, <laughs> but I was also like like 12 and a wuss so yeah. i was just like crying and i was like what's happening to my body <laughs> you also get drunk more quickly that's like, what i heard alcohol hits you a lot harder mm-hmm. right and then they don't they just is have it the like, same with go ahead oh then they just have like weed too right yeah, is that the same with weed that's what i was gonna say yeah it's just legal you get, right I, well i wonder if you get high quicker but if, or if that has nothing to do with it maybe i mean i uh they basically they just have like just weed like pretty much lying all over the ground there at this point it's just like <laughs> oh yeah every comic just has like pockets full of weed i didn't i didn't i was going to go to the store just to have an experience of buying it but i never ended up doing it because i again lazy sat in a coffee shop all day <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was great uh yeah i've done yeah i've been I've, i try to i try to go to town at least once a month if i can like i went to denver mm-hmm. i was in san francisco recently i try to go down to san diego sometimes i mean nothing too crazy jake wiseman dave ross and i did a tour a couple years ago that, that was like oh yeah you, did you film like a documentary type thing or like a teaser for that or was that yeah we did like right. we did some like small video stuff around that that was our first we were all pretty green at that point and mm-hmm. i just had a, had some connections in texas that we could like piece together a tour through arizona right. and new mexico and texas mm-hmm. and uh we basically drove all day, did shows at night, crashed on strangers' couches, and made very little money. <laughs> right, the dream. I know yeah. that's a, that's pretty much what, yeah what being on the road is yeah. is all about. Uh-huh. Uh, now, uh, do you uh, uh, do you would you say you identify with a certain scene out here in Los Angeles for comedy? Mm-hmm. Like, would you say you identify with like? the like like the alt scene or sure. like the club scene or like or are you just yeah kind of 
trying to do a little bit of everything because some people really identify with like, no, I am this kind of comic. Right. These are the kind of shows I do. Yeah, I would say I don't. I well, I pro- I do mostly alt shows, mm-hmm. and I do you know uh, some clubs occasionally, but like that's mostly because I. I think because I'm trying to do, I'm like write, I, I'm writing and doing stand up. I'm splitting my time a little more than I probably should. Whereas if I was focusing all my time on stand up, I would definitely be going to clubs a lot more than I am now. Mm-hmm. So mostly out of laziness, and also because I tend to like alt rooms a little more. I sure. tend to do a lot more alt shows than I do like club shows. Um, but I don't have the mentality, and I don't think I think it's stupid if you do of like I'm only doing this type of. Oh yeah, show I'm in the alt click. And also, if you are doing that, you're most likely skewering your comedy in like a bad direction in one way or the other. You know I, I mean? 100% agree. Yeah. I if when people ask me like what I consider myself, I yeah. I I think of myself as an alt club comic sure. because for clubs, right. they look at me like I'm really alt. Right. But for whenever I go to alt rooms, they're like, this yeah. guy's kind of clubby, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I was like, ah. I think, um, oh shit, what was I going to say? Oh, I just think that it's important. I I still find that like, like when I was in Denver, I didn't do a club, but I did this room that they were like, this is very touristy. This is like a very clubby room. Sure. And I'll find I still drop out jokes that I'm like, I don't think these people are going to pick up what, or like buy what I'm selling. Right. Do it. Yeah. Now um, are they too, are most of the jokes that you end up dropping out, are they too smart for the crowd or I don't want to say that, but like we're either too heady or too weird or like, they're not like they're, they're, they're not based in like, so I was at the airport. I'm, or I'm in a relationship. Like I can do all of those jokes that I have where it's like, okay, he's talking about dating right now. Yeah. Whereas I have some jokes that are like either just weird twists or like dumb word plays that like, I, that are not like s- just general puns and like I, I find that I'll sometimes get like a uh. oh. <laughs> oh yeah yeah dude I've I've done some <laughs> I've done some uh-huh. club shows where because I love wordplay and yeah. I'll do some wordplay jokes and the audience like yeah. instantly hates me <laughs> like well gotta win them back with something else but yeah. they don't know how hard we have to work on those I know that's why I'm like I gotta share it with somebody <laughs> yeah but I think that I try to or my goal my goal more and more and I think a lot of I think you have to is you want to be able to like mostly play to any room. Absolutely. At some point, I don't. There is a point at which I don't care about if everyone likes me. So if there's like, yeah, again, I don't want to say dumber audience, but like co- maybe like less comedy savvy audiences. Mm-hmm. I don't. At some point, I don't care if <laughs> if like that some level of them don't like me. But right. I, I. But I generally want. I want to do comedy that is like smart but accessible to you know everybody pretty much. Yeah, or most people at least. Definitely. What would you say is like your uh, uh, like if if we were talking to the the Matt Ingebrigtsen like five years from now? Yeah. What would be like or or even ten? Like what's kind of like your goal of like where your trajectory of where you would like to be? I'd like to be running and writing at my own TV show mm-hmm. that maybe I star in. I don't know. It's all. I think that I try to. Yeah, I, well, okay, I'll give you, like, the ideal version of what I would like to be in Yeah, yeah. Like, probably, r- like, writing and acting in my own TV show, and then being able to, like, tour even just small theaters would be... I would love to be doing something like yeah. that in 10 years. Um, but I just try... I basically... I try... I have, like... I, like, set standards and goals for myself like that, but mm-hmm. then just try to, like, follow what is working for me at any given point. Right. Just because I don't, like... Like, if it's... I don't, I don't like... 
I don't want to like just follow pipe dreams and then chase yeah. those until yeah. they don't Gotta work. Gotta be flexible. And then suddenly I'm like miserable because I didn't like allow myself to just work as a writer for a while, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, dude. I, uh, yeah, y- you definitely don't want to get in a situation where you're locked into, if I don't get this one thing, right. then my life is over. Yeah, exactly. Let, yeah. Right, I always think about that with like people who are just actors. I don't, that seems like the dude. most terrifying. Yeah, career path because like, unless you're because if you, if you're not creating anything on your own, you're just waiting for people to like someone Create to pick for you. you. Yeah, or go. You're going to acting workshops all the time. It just seems like a nightmare, and it just seems like the biggest stupidest risk. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that pays. I guess if it pays off for you in the right way, but like, yeah, you might want to be like a great actor, and you end up on a soap opera, and then you're like, well, this is work. I got to do this. Yeah, and then you're miserable. Or I guess you accept your life as a soap opera actor. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I've been like down because something didn't come through on the acting end or whatever, yeah. I can go out and do stand-up that night yeah. and it's instantly washed away yes. because I'm creating something and I'm yeah, making people I'm laugh good. and I'm, you know, feeling it, whatever. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, this is what I'm really out here for. The, it's funny. What I always tell people is uh, I feel like a lot of uh, stand-ups are in – Stand-up comedy kind of for the wrong reasons. They're waiting for the sitcom, and then they're right. just like going to be done right. with stand-up. Yeah. But that's like how the '80s worked, right? Right. But I, I really, if the, any of the acting stuff I get, I just want it to do well so I can do more comedy. More like, yeah. I have a credit now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me let uh-huh. me into this club. Let me <laughs> tour somewhere else. Yeah, I, uh, I have a, I have a similar. I mean, and maybe I'm, maybe there's a point where it's like, well, maybe I want a family at some point, and so you give up one of them. Yeah, I don't know. I get nervous about that shit. I feel like I'm gonna like ruin my life working too much on both of them. Yeah. But or like at some point make myself miserable because like right now I I like date people, but I like I work almost constantly just on a day to day basis, and yeah. so it's like fitting a serious relationship into that is difficult. Very difficult. Which you are successfully doing. Yeah, I'm, I've been uh, dating my girlfriend for over three years now. Boom! There you go. Yeah. Jeremiah Watkins. So have you had a have you had a serious girlfriend out here since you I've had one. Yeah, I've da- I dated uh, a comedy writer for a year, which was that was good because she kind of knew she knew yeah what yeah, you had to put into it. I didn't have to explain like to a nurse, although maybe a nurse <laughs> would be good because they have to work a lot too. Yeah, <laughs> but like, I have to explain any to like nurses out there. <laughs> Hello, nurse. Uh, I didn't have to explain to like a teacher why I have to like leave every night to go to a place yeah. that. Why aren't you home right yeah. now? Yeah, and it's also weird if you're doing like if you're if you're also doing open mics, you're like. You can't come to this. You're oh, like, dude. Don't you don't want to come to this? Like, yeah. I have to go alone because it's it's an unhappy place I'm about to go to, and I have to just be there and deal with it alone. Dude. I'm not going to be very pleasant to be around while I'm there. I can't tell you how many times I've had to tell my girlfriend, "You're not allowed to come yeah. to do this and this." It's like yeah. it's going to be a bad show. Yeah. I saw the lineup. Yes, <laughs> I, I know. I know yeah. the location. Yes, it's. Going to be uh-huh. bad. Gonna be Why are you going? I have to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is work. That's uh-huh. whenever the this like this is actual work. Yeah, like, totally. I don't want to go, but I have to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so we have a segment on here. It's called the Hollywood Bitch Slap. Okay. Uh, so basically, we just need a time of any time you've gotten bitch slapped by Hollywood, like a bad show, bad okay. meeting, just any kind of bad a, a betrayal. Okay. <laughs> it could be yeah. anything. Damn, I wish I would have thought about this before. Let's see. Hey, whenever we're on our game, we tell people before we start uh, interviewing. 
But uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, today, uh, obviously, you know, we got a roommate that was walking through. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I mean, the onion was something I applied to twice before getting it. So that's not necessarily a Hollywood bitch slap, but it took me. But I did apply to it twice before. I ended up finally getting through. Did they give you notes like why we they don't want to take you the first or second time? No. So you're just like I it's don't just know. like it's just like you're not good enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. With with yeah. any audition that <laughs> you go on, that'd be very different if you went into a casting office uh-huh. and then you got no an email. Yeah. We don't like this, this, and this about right. you. It's like, I guess I have some stuff to work yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I recently got an email that uh, my manager sent a video of mine to a late night booker Mm -hmm. and he said he he liked it a lot but that i'm too or at least the tape i sent was is too blue and edgy and and i was a little like oh shit am i a blue comic it did have one joke in there where i literally described my dad's dick going into my mom's vagina so (laughs) (laughs) so in fairness he was correct (laughs) the day madigan realized he was slightly dirty well this isn't my tv 15 yeah Yeah, it did make i was like oh i need to get like a tv friendly set right (laughs) well what else was on (laughs) that was (laughs) that was the it was a dope i have a joke where i like when I was a kid, friends used to tease me that di- the reason you have dimples is because your parents had sex while your mom was pregnant, and then okay. I just basically talk, like explained the logistics of that. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm seeing where this is. Um, okay. The rest of it, though, I probably said fuck a couple times, but that I, I, that doesn't matter because you can. They're not yeah, like necessary. Always, yeah. Yeah. They weren't like punchline like. Right. <laughs> and fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the the worst punchline ever. Na 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 na. Fuck. <laughs> this guy's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get him on Fallon. Um, so that was, or that made me think. I was like, oh damn, I gotta like think more. Because usually, like, because you know, you do. I guess laugh the laugh factory. You have to be. Wait, no, you don't have to be clean at the laugh factory. You have to be a yeah, little only cleaner. for their like audition process. But like yeah. for any time that there's only the the early shows on. I think on the weekend you have to be clean. But everything else you can do whatever. Yeah. I just don't think about being clean very often. I'm not specifically dirty. I think most of my stuff isn't. But because like it just doesn't matter most of the time. And yeah. most of our friends, when, when we talk in conversation, joke about dark or dirty things oh, all the time. So it just makes my makes its way into my act occasionally. Yeah. Such as when I talk about my dad's penis. <laughs> <laughs> w- would you let your parents hear that joke? I don't think... Well... It's on. It's actually on a whole the holy fuck album that I did. That that bit is on there, uh, but I have not told that in front of them. Wait, have I? I got. I honestly. You would. You wouldn't be afraid though. Would you let them like hear that? I probably would, but I don't. I was talking to someone recently that it's. My parents are very supportive and like generally open minded. They're like Catholic, personally conservative people. So like, mm-hmm. I still feel. I still have that like. 12 year old don't say dirty things around your parents mentality yeah, yeah. however i don't give a shit what literally anybody else in the world hears I, i'll say anything to anybody else in the world but my parents i still am a little bit like i don't want to tell my dick joke in front of them <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> i don't think they care at all but i still have that like in the back of Kinda my that head filtered that's like telling you yeah i did this show they live in houston and i did this show in houston um, like a year ago that I let them come do, which was a mistake because I had not <laughs> I had not done it before. It was actually, I've done it again since it was a great show the second time, but th- I think it was early on. There were like 15 people in the audience. Oh, they were 
They were two of those 15. It was like well lit enough to where I could see them the whole time. And I was just in the moments like cutting jokes left. I was supposed to do like 30 minutes. I did like 14. Because I I was just, I cut so much material. And I was like, and I was also just self-conscious of everything I was saying. So like, I just was like. And there were 15 people, so the set wasn't like I wasn't knocking it out of the park anyway. Well, and laughs don't fill in the time no. like they usually do. Yeah. So you're like, how much material do I actually? Have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So that was a terrible experience. I don't know. I've done. I I don't know if I've ever been like severely bitch slapped by Hollywood. I've done some yeah. like general meetings that feel weird. I don't know if you've ever done a general meeting, but you go in. And there's no point to the meeting. So like they just want to fill you out. They're just like it's just like yeah. it's just like a meet you. And so they've never gone terribly, but the beginnings of those meetings are always very like, Well, what are we doing here? Like <laughs> <laughs> no, we have nothing to say to each other. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I met with a uh an online company a while back and yeah. it was so like I've gotten maybe too confident uh, uh-huh. <laughs> over time. Yeah. He's like, do you want any food, drink? I was like, yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> like, got something to drink. I got like a yeah. donut. And he, we're having the meeting. And I'm like eating <laughs> in front of him. And I'm just like, I'm like, as soon as I'm eating, I'm like, man, I should have finished this donut before the meeting started. And, uh, and they were just asking, like, uh, uh, they were asking to see some of my sketches and stuff. And they're like, well, yeah, the this format is really not what we do here. Yeah, I'm um, like, okay. <laughs> and can I, I like, have another donut? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. they're like, well, I'm like, I can write stuff in that format. They're like, oh, you, oh, you can. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, I thought yeah. I could only do that specific kind of thing. That's an important. That's like an important lesson learned. Is like when you go into these places, don't tell them exactly what they want to hear, but be very specific and sane. I can do this thing. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because they need to hear that. Yeah. It's like they have no imagination. Yeah, yeah. totally. Like, you, they might even call you in because they think you're funny, but they, I, it is very, or I've just found, like, when I go into stuff like that, very explicit, explicitly saying, I am capable of doing this because of this, this, and this, Yeah, is, like, an important thing to say and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, is there, uh, is there anything that uh, you want to plug or anything upcoming? Uh, um... No, nothing specific. Like, like I mean, Twitter, just, website, anything. like Yeah, that? Google Matt Ingebretson or look me up. Anything in the vicinity of Matt Inga something, <laughs> and I'll, I'll pop up. And uh, yeah, I guess just check out my videos online and follow me on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Well, uh, thanks so much for uh, coming by. Thanks yeah, for having fun me. Time. Absolutely.